You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 101. Today, we're talking all about how to not give a sh**. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 800,000 downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. All right, hello, ladies and gentlemen, James Wedmore here, and I am your host of the Mind Your Business Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. How are y'all doing? Um, let's see. Wow. Episode 101. I did not do any big hoopla celebration for hitting a hundred episodes. I don't know. I'm kind of one of those those guys, you know, who doesn't really celebrate his own birthday. It's like everyone else wants to make a big deal about it, and you're like, ah, whatever. You know, it's just your birthday. But what was fascinating is our podcast editor did happen to not just congratulate us on the work with the podcast, but she shared something that was really fascinating that. Less than, I believe, 2% actually make it this far, make it to 100 episodes. Man, that's fascinating. It's not surprising, you know, but it does really offer something that I've been saying for years. It's just in the power of consistency. You know, one of the things that we have to look at is that with it being so easy to create content today. I mean, anybody can have a website. I remember the first website I had, and that was a big effing deal. Holy cow, you've got a website. Now it's like weird if you don't have a website, right? So putting our stuff on there, the barrier of entry is so low that that means everybody can do it. And I see, you know, I was online before social media, right? There's a huge difference in the landscape before and after social media. There are people that have built extraordinary businesses that have zero tech ability, but they know how to upload a photo to Instagram, right? So what's really important here is that the more the barrier of entry lowers, so you might be sitting there going, oh, yeah, it's easier. But it's also easier for everybody else, which means more and more people come onto the scene, which means more noise, more competition. And so I believe that there are really only two ways to separate yourself. I mean, yes, better marketing, always, always. Never stop learning how to be a more effective marketer. But at the end of the day, what's going to give you that long-term sustainability is quality, right? If you produce a better podcast or better blog or better content, that's going to help. Just keep upping the game. And that's what this competitive environment naturally does. It forces us. It's social capitalism. It forces all of us to continue upping our game. Because in the olden days, it was like, wow, here's your three choices for learning and buying and whatnot. And now you've got a lot, you know, you've got a lot of options for podcasts. So I obviously do thank you for listening to mine. I don't take that lightly. But the other thing, and this is what I've said and believed for a long time, is that when everybody can jump on and do this thing, 
you have to show staying power. You have to be consistent. You have to demonstrate you're in this for the long haul. And I can't tell you how many people became successful because they just kept going. They kept doing it when no one was listening or no one was watching. No one was paying attention. And they just kept producing. And if you're one of these people, you're not because you're in my audience, that's, I need to make it quick and this better work fast or else cut that shit out. It's this awful attitude of this like, I better do this fast. It's not working quick enough and blah, blah, blah. This world and this industry has to begin with this level of commitment that you've probably never experienced unless you've, you know, had kids. I would say that that would be the next one where you dedicate your life to another human being's survival, where you have to be willing to put it on the line and say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to spend the next two years doing this, not two weeks and something better happen and love every step of the way. Are you willing to do that? And so, you know, me starting this podcast, like first started out of a passion it was just, you know, I just call it a passion project because this is something I felt I really wanted to do. And, you know, it's had its ups and downs in terms of like we've talked about them on the previous episodes. There's times where it's like, oh, man, I don't know if I've got any content left. And it feels like you're pulling teeth to create more episodes. And then it picks up steam again. And there just just ebbs and flows just like everything. But, man, when you can have that consistency in your business, it's powerful. And if I were to show you the trajectory, the growth of this podcast, the first year is so much smaller than the second year. And it just makes sense. It's just picking up a organic exponential growth. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to put 18 months of your blood, sweat, and tears into something? And it might not turn out the way you want it to, which actually is the perfect segue into what I want to talk about today, which is about letting go. The concept of just not giving a shit. Now there's a book actually, and I haven't read this, but I'm actually really excited to read this book because I'm curious if it's the exact same thing that I'm wanting to talk about with you here today, which is the subtle art of not giving a fuck. So I haven't read the book. I don't know anything about the book, but I see the title. I love the title because that's what I want to talk about today, about stop caring so damn much and practice letting go. That's what we're going to talk about, the magic of letting go. Or another way we could look at this is detachment, detachment from the outcome. I think this is where things get all screwy. And I'm really excited to talk about this today for a little bit with you here because I look back and some of my greatest breakthroughs came from just letting go. Now, what does that mean? We'll get into that, but I think it takes on a lot of words, right? Like surrendering or accepting. Man, that is powerful. A lot of spiritual and personal development programs and philosophies talk about the power of either surrendering or just accepting, accepting the present moment for what it is, not fighting it or resisting it, right? Letting go of that resistance because you've heard that phrase before, I'm sure, and there's so much truth in this. What we resist persists. 
What does that really mean? What we resist persists. To me, the way I interpret that is resisting is creating opposition. It's almost like two fighters in a ring, right? You know, you got the guy in this corner and the guy in the white corner, the red corner, the blue corner, whatever. Two guys going to, to fight. So there's resistance. There's this versus that. And what you have to realize is that a fighter isn't a fighter unless he has an opponent. You don't have the this guy versus nothing. You can't have a versus unless there's the opposition. So the more we fight against something, whether it's a current situation, whether it's an emotional state, whether it's a fear, whether it's a thought, whether it's a person, the more we create that other side, that opposition. It is a bizarre, one of those hashtag backwards, I got a lot of those, philosophies. We think, no, 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 no. The more I resist and fight against this, the more I'm going to win and overcome it. We'll give you examples of how that's just not the case. Because every moment you fight against it, you are really giving energy towards the opposition. Because in order to fight it, you have to give it energy. You have to acknowledge it. You have to give that other thing life. So we create this resistance. We create this inner battle, this struggle. And I will share with you some great examples here of times in my life that I just let go. I stopped giving a shit. And if you're dealing with any of that in your life, whether it's business, relationships, anything else, I'm going to invite you to try this on, to try what it would look like to let go. You can always pick it back up, okay? But let's try something else. Let's try just not fighting. Let's try just accepting it. There's an analogy I've used before. I'm going to do a couple analogies here. This is the fable of the bee or the fly we've all seen this in our life that's banging its head against the glass trying to get outside right and it just keeps hitting it hitting it hitting it it literally i mean it sees outside but it doesn't see the glass it doesn't understand the concept of this clear see-through physical material so it doesn't see the thing that's stopping it but it sees where it wants to go and it's so fixated on getting there that it just keeps banging its head harder and harder against the glass. How many times have you sat there? I remember that as a little kid sitting in the kitchen watching, you know, a fly struggling to get out. And you wanted to help it, right? You tried to open the window more and it just couldn't figure it out. And if the bee or this insect just stopped for a moment and pulled back enough, it would notice there's a crack in the window, right? And that's exactly what I'm offering here, that there are so many times that we're white knuckling it, that we're using struggle and strife and negative emotion and fighting to get through the glass. When sometimes, every time, <laughs> when you let go, a new opportunity, a new perspective, a new plan a new way can present itself right otherwise we just 
keep trying to jam that square peg into the round hole. Another analogy I really like is that of the Chinese finger cuffs. You guys all remember that, right? You put your fingers into the cuffs, one, you know, your index fingers, put them in there, and then you start pulling them apart. And the more you pull them apart, the harder you pull them apart, the more you get stuck, the tighter the grip of the cuffs. This is exactly what I'm talking about. The more we fight, the more we resist, the more it persists. So how do you get out of the Chinese finger cuffs? You remember this, right? You have to go in. Oh. <laughs> you have to go within. You have to point your fingers in further into the cuffs, which sounds so hashtag backwards, so counterintuitive. Am I right? But it works. And I couldn't think of any better analogy or metaphor than that. That's what we want to offer here. So if you're in a breakdown, if you're in a struggle where your default way of action is I'll just fight my way through this. I'll just keep white knuckling, jamming that square peg into the round hole. This is my offer to you. (laughs) My invitation to you is to try letting go for a moment. Because here's what I think is happening. I think the problem begins when we set a goal. So we are creatures of desire. We always have things that we want, things that we're up to. And if we're entrepreneurs, then we definitely do. So we set a goal because people tell us, set a goal, write it down. And then we get fixated on that goal. And because we're humans, we start creating all these meanings around these goals. Like what it would mean if I didn't hit this goal Or what it has to mean for me to hit that goal. Like, finally, I'll have this. Or finally, I'll be that. And that, to me, is the source of all this yuckiness. So then, what happens is we have, you know, a breakdown, right? And a breakdown is when we are upset or in an upset Because we have an experience of something or someone or whatever getting in the way of the goal. And ultimately, this meaning or story that we've created about what we think it's going to give us. So it's a huge, huge upset. Huge breakdown. Now, you guys already know the breakthrough comes after the breakdown. And what I'm offering is that you can get to that breakthrough easier when you just let go. Because what we are trying to do when we're in the problem is we're trying to get to the solution from the problem, inside the problem. It's just like when you're overwhelmed and you have a feeling of overwhelm. What is that like? You are so powerless in overwhelm. There's so little you can do. I mean, we've all been there. Like... Do you just feel this weight, this burden of all the things that you need to do that you actually stop? You almost kind of just like give up. I can't do any of it because it's so much. You're very powerless, right? And that's the same way. It's a great example of how we try and solve a problem in the problem. So we stay in the problem and we keep trying to fight the problem, which as we know, what we resist persists. So we need to be able to get out of the problem 
And the way we really do that is, you know, we have to get out of the problem. We have to stand in the solution, but realize that it's most likely only a problem because we said it was. And the reason we said it was is, again, because we put all this meaning into what hitting the goal is for us. That by doing this, that means I'm finally successful. Well, now, if you don't do this thing, not only are you not going to have this thing that you want, but now your very identity of you being a success is literally at risk. That's a huge (laughs) breakdown, right? And then we just try and chip away at that problem. So there's another way, and that is to let go to detach. So like if you're in this middle of a big project and it's not working out, it's failing, right? That's what you label it. It's like, it's failing. It's not working. We know it's going to be a problem when I ask you a question like, what are you telling yourself this means if it fails? Or what does this say about you if this fails? That would be this attachment or meaning that we're talking about. And we all have experiences of things that we don't really care how it goes either way. Like maybe you're playing a game with your kids or something and, you know, they want to be really fun and competitive and you're not like out there to beat them and it's important that you win or anything. Maybe it's more important that they win, right? But when it comes to our own stuff, especially this identity of who we are as entrepreneurs, what we're up to and what we're creating and how much we compare ourselves to others. I just can't tell you how many times I've worked with clients and students and whatnot and how many times they say like this project or this launch or this promotion is so pivotal for me. This is the launch that's going to turn it all around or change things or put me on the map or really whatever. And there's this whole story that goes after it. And the moment I hear that, especially when they haven't even started yet, (laughs) no trouble's coming because they are just holding on to this thing with dear life that it is so important. And I love to just question that. Really? Is it life changing? Is it the most pivotal thing ever? What if it wasn't? What if it was just what you do and it's another thing you're working on and it's another thing you're up to? Easier said than done, I know. I get that. But today, that's what I really try and practice. It doesn't have to mean anything. It doesn't have to be, this is this big, important thing. It's just another day of me, the office, doing my thing, having fun, trying new stuff. This is why, for a lot of my students, we talk about this a lot, is more about being the scientist in your business. Because if you really think about being a scientist... Scientist is there, a good scientist, to observe. A scientist is there to make a hypothesis, which is like a goal, but a good scientist is not there to hold on to that hypothesis and find a way to make that accurate. They are unbiased. This third-party observer that's just there to see what happens. And if the experiment, quote unquote, fails, a good scientist (laughs) doesn't consider themselves a failure. What if 
that's how you approached your business and your life. What if every day you just tested new hypotheses, <laughs> hypothesize, right? You tested a new hypothesis and you ran the experiment and it would either work or not. And if it worked, you'd write down your notes and you'd do more of what worked. And if it didn't, you'd write down your notes and do less of what didn't. Easy concept. Simple concept. Not always easy when you're in the moment because we just put on all of this story and meaning to everything that we do. So I want to give some examples of this. My own life, my own business. So first one, this is one of the biggest ones for me that I could think of, was opening the doors to our mastermind last year. So this was the second year running it. You know, I went into a breakdown pretty fast because, you know, I'm trying to create a goal of how many members I want in. And there were returning members from last year. And then I had people from a live event who were applying. And then I had the rest of my audience that had shown interest. And I had a very small window to hit my numbers that I wanted for the next year. And there was just a lot of unknowing. So I didn't know who or how many were coming back from the previous year, which was really hard that I didn't know that number because when I didn't know that number, I didn't really know how much I needed to promote to the rest of my audience. So that became a real big challenge for me. And I was definitely in a breakdown. I was just like, you know, what if I don't promote enough? And then like no one comes back from the first year. And now I'm left with like only two applicants for next year. Right. And I just went into this tailspin and these worst case scenarios, you know, and I took a hard look and I was really attached to this and I was really struggling with this. And that's why it was a breakdown for me. Right. I'm sure you've been in similar situations where you're like, I want to do this thing, but like, what if only one person buys or what if not enough or what if too much here and then blah, 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 right? All this stuff. And everything shifted in a moment for me. And this is important that I talk about this stuff, whether you think this is like weird or woo woo or, you know, just give me the facts, James. I just want the, you know, tell me what to do. I hear all that all the time. But here's what I did. It has nothing to do with some latest internet marketing strategy. There was a moment in time when I observed myself doing this, this inner resistance, this fear and this struggle and all this stuff that I was going through. And I made a decision in that moment. I dropped any personal attachment to the outcome of what I needed to do or how I needed all this, you know, whatever. And I just trusted that this group would work out perfectly. That the right amount of people and the right people would come together, would coalesce in the perfect way, with or without me, for next year. I let go of this struggle of I gotta have all the answers and I've gotta figure it out. And I've gotta, I was just so attached to how I needed to do it too, right? And that's what I want to talk about as well. Okay, 
So the first thing is, does that make sense? And by the way, yes, the, you know, this has a very, very, very happy ending. First of all, we had 65, 70% retention rate, which means the majority of the members from last year re-upped for this year. And then I had 32, I believe, I don't remember the exact number, applications come in. So I got to choose the best of the best. And I mean, this year's group has just been phenomenal. Oh my gosh, I got to brag about them. Some of them have just, well, all of them have blown me away, but some of them have already just seen the most extraordinary results and breakthroughs in their life and business. I just look at this year's group and it's like 10x what last year was. And I'm like so excited for even what it's going to be next year, right? And so this is something I practice so much. Here's what we do. First of all, I want you to imagine this, like, you know, the sonar radar screen that you would see in like the hunt for Red October, Sean Connery, you know, the small little three inch diameter green radar screen with the line that's going like, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? And that's kind of what we do. We have this like small radar screen for what we want. And then we get really fixated on how we're going to get it. And I've talked about this in the past, how interesting the mind is. And I observe this in myself, but I observe this in others all the time. The moment you talk about what you want or what you could have, the mind immediately drops down from that visionary frequency, the imagining frequency into the how, but how am I going to do this? But what's the way? And if it doesn't latch onto an answer in like 2.3 seconds, it immediately makes a decision. Nope, can't be done. Right? So I'm sitting there forgetting about what I wanted and getting so fixated on, but how, what's the best way? And so what you want to do is with this three inch screen, your brain is looking in this little three-inch diameter for how is this thing going to come to you. It's looking for the best plan, best strategy. And if I can't find it, it immediately goes into breakdown. So what you want to do is you want to take that three-inch radar screen. You want to expand it to infinity. Like, literally. I mean, you could go to a foot long if you want. Like, 18 inches, two or three feet. Or you could just expand it. And you realize that when you're really clear on the thing that you want, number one, there has to be a bit of trust, knowing, expectation in that. Number two, there's got to be some kind of letting go. Like, well, what is it? This is the thing I want. What does it mean if I don't get this? What will happen if I don't get it? You have to find that space where the answer is nothing. That's letting go. What does it mean if I don't hit this number, if I don't fill this mastermind? Nothing. It doesn't effing mean anything. No, but it has to because blah, 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 blah. No, it doesn't mean anything. But then this third piece is we have to also detach from how we think it needs to show up. You need to let go from thinking you have to have the one right way for it to happen. And then realizing that it could totally blindside you. It could come from a completely different opportunity, strategy, plan, or direction. And this happens all the time. Except when we have this narrow radar screen, and we've gotten tunnel vision, 
we don't see those other opportunities and they go right by us. Open up that field of vision and realize it could be coming from any other direction. Another example, we did a promotion a couple years ago. I've actually mentioned this before and something we thought was going to do really well for someone else's program. It, it did pretty poorly. And I was really beating myself up for it. I, I was really holding on to that. When I think back to that, I was really like, I remember there was this, you know, kind of this round one. I got my ass kicked and I was like, all right, okay, I'm not giving up. I'm coming back and we're going to do this. And I remember like sitting down at my desk and I was like, all right, what else can we do? How can we do this differently? Let's figure this out. Round two, I got my ass kicked even more. <laughs> and there was another round or two of me just trying to get back in the ring, trying to fight this thing, and boom, just knocked, right? It just wasn't working, okay? <sighs> Ultimately, it was a little bit more in hindsight, and I let go. I dropped the whole thing. And what I realized, but this thing I just kept fighting, was I was trying to promote this program that wasn't mine. And what I didn't see, because I was so fixated on people getting this program and getting the message out about this, that what I didn't see is that people didn't want this program. They wanted mine. Well, I didn't have one like this at the time. I just had some video marketing programs. This wasn't a video program. And when I finally was willing to just like let go and see that, which was like the last few days of this promotion, that's when I realized when I let go that I could create my own, that that's what people wanted. They wanted something from me, not this other person. I mean, they were literally saying that and I wasn't seeing it. And my flagship program, Business by Design, came out of that struggle, that getting my ass kicked. And that's become our you know, flagship program the last two years, or a year, actually. It's been a year and a few months since we first started that. And it's you know, been our most successful program. It's you know, produced extraordinary case studies and stories, some of which you guys have heard here on this podcast. But that came from some detachment that also comes from you know seeing the beautiful lessons and insights that comes out of our struggles or our failures the breakdowns but being able to just let go and now in hindsight i wish i would have let go even sooner so those are a few examples that came to mind for me i'm sure you have examples that you can think of right? Maybe in hindsight, like, man, maybe I should have just let go a little bit more. This is a message that is especially relevant for those who are in the middle of something. So when you're up in the stands, you know, not on the field, suiting up, playing the game, in the stands, this is very easy to be like, okay, this kind of makes sense. Like, I get this. Okay, great. It's not so easy when you're out there and it's the fourth quarter and you're down at the goal line or you're, you know, getting beat. The team's about to score on you. And this guy's like, hey, just let go. <laughs> but there is, and in so many books I read it, so many like personal development, spiritual books, there is this magic in 
dropping it and letting go and not giving a fuck. There is a subtle art of not giving a fuck. Man, I really want to read that book now because this is important. Goals are important, but they do not define us. You are not as good or as worthy as your last goal or accomplishment. And not hitting a goal doesn't threaten your self-worth. Period. And hitting your goals doesn't improve your self-worth. That's what people hear. That they're like, you're right. If I don't hit my goal, like, yeah, you can get it. I'm still cool and awesome. But every look at all the goals I have hit. That makes me more cool. No, it doesn't. Doesn't. A goal is there to, you know, give you focus and direction. Here's, you know, I'm going east. Great. That's my goal. Let's go east. Okay. You know, and then, of course, people get all screwy about like, well, should I keep my goal realistic? I hate realistic goals, first of all. But that's another story. What you got to realize is that the goal is simply determining what type of game you're going to play. So like, you know, let's use football for a moment. Sorry, no sports fan analogy, which I'm not much of a sports fan. But like there's like peewee football and then there's like NFL and then there's every, you know, degree in between. Right. So it's like, are you going to play, you know, a fun, like light Sunday peewee flag touch football game, flag football, you know, like real casual fun. It's fun. It's light. It's easy, you know, or is this like suit up you're in the big leagues that's all it means right so when we go into any type of project or promotion sometimes we (laughs) i love these smaller lighter goals because they don't take as much from us we don't have to pull out all the guns to say you know like all the ammo all the tools all the you know it's like hey we're just gonna do this cool little thing here those are my favorite but then there are other ones where it's like all right let's pull out all the stops Let's do it all. But there's no, you know, I'm still human, but there is at least a conscious awareness and an attempt to not say that any of this has to do with who I am. It's just this game that we're playing. And that's so important. So the next time you find yourself, which could be right now, which if it is, wow, what a timely episode. You find yourself white knuckling it, saying it's not working. So the solution is try harder. Just remember the busy little bumblebee. How hard could he continue trying and still not get out to that garden, right? How hard can you pull and pull and pull on those Chinese finger cuffs and still not get out? So if that's you or, hey, just the next time you find yourself doing this, I dare you, I challenge you to let go to drop that resistance, to just accept where you're at, to not use fighting or more fighting and more struggle as the way out, to get clear again, to remind yourself of what you want, what the goal is or the result is or what the game is, what you're up to. Not what the problem is. And perhaps stand back a moment and be open to receiving it in other ways. Right? Expand that radar screen. 
because I really do believe we need to give up this idea that we always know best or that we have to know best and we have to always know the right way. This is the way. This is the path. This is what I need to do to get this. I hope this makes sense for you guys. I hope you'll try this on. I want to thank you so much for listening and joining me on over 100 episodes of the Mind Your Business podcast. I'm so excited to share 100 more episodes and to bring you more extraordinary guests, topics, and thought-provoking ideas. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Take care. For 10 years now, I've made my living selling digital courses, membership subscriptions, and group coaching. I've been able to make millions of dollars. Yet even better, I've been able to help thousands upon thousands of students with my training. Yet I've never taught my system on how to actually get started. How to choose the right niche, the right product, the right tools, and the right plan. Until now. The information marketing industry is booming now more than ever. And if you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting to get in, well, now is your time. For the next eight weeks, I'm going to be delivering a brand new training course live showing exactly how to get started and get profitable, even if you have no list, no product, or no idea. And the best part is it's 100% free. All you have to do is request an invite to my private Facebook group. Every week, I'll broadcast a live, in-depth training with homework, action items, and of course, Q&A. So to request access to my private group now and join the training absolutely free, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. That's www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. And I'll see you there.